Hello, everyone. Welcome to Preach the Word podcast. My name is Ashton McDonald, and I am your host. Today's episode is a sermon that was shared by Pastor Shad McDonald on February 15th of 2023. The scripture reading comes from the book of 2 Samuel, chapter 23, beginning in verse 11. The sermon is titled, New Victories for Old Defeats. I would like to take just a moment to say thank you for your continued support of the podcast. Those of you that have taken the time to write a review with encouraging words, thank you so much. It means the world to know that you are listening and enjoying these sermons on a podcast platform. And I know that you'll be encouraged today as Pastor McDonald talks to us about new victories for old defeats. Thank you for listening. 2 Samuel chapter 23, and let's begin the reading at verse number 11. This is David's record of those mighty men, and this is what I read there in verse 11 of chapter 23, 2 Samuel. And after him was Shammah, the son of Agi, the Herite, and the Philistines were gathered together into a troop where was a piece of ground full of lentils, and the people fled from the Philistines. But he stood in the midst of the ground and defended it and slew the Philistines, and the Lord wrought a great victory. Notice the first line. But he stood in the midst of the ground and defended it. If the Lord would stand by me, I want to title that text, New Victories for Old Defeats. The story is this. The enemy would wait till harvest time. And then at harvest time, they would come in and take what the children of Israel had labored and toiled all year long for. They they were not interested in the plowing time. They were not interested in the sowing time. They were not interested in the weeding time. They only wanted to come in at harvest time and take the spoil. Friend, the devil is out to take every good thing that God has given us. And so this was something that had happened year after year after year. What God has laid on my heart tonight is this. There is someone in this room, you've seen that Philistine before. You have been right to this place before. But what I want to know is, have you took all you're going to take, and tonight you're willing to draw the line and mark the spot and say, I ain't backing up no more, not going to run no more, The devil may have defeated me here before, but this time it's going to be different. I'm going to stand my ground. Lift your hands and ask God to help me preach this tonight. Now, Lord, you see the burden of my heart. Lord, you know right where we're at. You know what we need in this place. Give us victory in these altars here in just a few minutes, I pray. New victories for old defeats. I want to talk to you tonight about you personally. Areas of dedication, areas of commitment 
where you thought really you had marked your spot, where you really had made your perimeter, and I mean you had let the devil know this is off limits, you can't have this. You know, that's what a fence does. It marks property. That fence simply says, this right here is mine. You can't come in here. This fence right here says, this is what I worked for. This is what I've paid for. Or maybe this is what I have inherited. Can you say amen? This is what I have been given. This was my grandfather's. This was my great-grandfather. This piece of land means much to me. And Mr. Philistine, you can't have it. But year after year after year, at the time of harvest, the enemy would come in and the enemy would take all of the spoil and all the bounty of the harvest. But maybe tonight you come to this service and you're tired of having to take what you're having to take and you're about ready for a good old Holy Ghost praying through and you're just ready to fall in this altar and say from here on out I'm going to stand my ground. And that's what Shammah did that day. He stood his ground. And may I say church, it's about time we stand our ground. May I say it's about time we stand our ground. It's about time we realize we don't have to back up to the devil. We don't have to give in to the enemy. Look here at this story. The retreat of the majority that fled. The retreat of the majority that fled. Everybody else turned and run. Everybody else said, oh, well, if it's going to take a fight, we're not interested. Come here. They are some things that we hold dear. They are some things that we cherish. They are some things that we treasure. And they are worth fighting for. There may be others that run. See the foe that menaced them. The foe that come in and said, uh, I'm going to come in and take it. You know what the devil wants to do? Uh, if we will allow him, he will come rob us of all the good things God has blessed us with. And let me just make it plain. Let me write it in big letters so you'll go home and remember it. The devil wants your children. The devil wants your family. The devil wants your lost loved ones. Hell has come in and stole enough, don't you think? This is not the first time they had seen them Philistines. They had been in there before. And already we've lost enough. Can you say amen? And the school system in the shape it's in, the society in the sick shape it's in, it's just a telltale sign. The devil's come in and took too much. But anybody want to stand your ground? Anybody want to stand your ground? The fear that mastered them, they all turned and fled. They fled from the Philistines. Fear says you got to run. Fear says you can't take a stand. Fear says you have to compromise. Fear says you have to give in. Fear says you have to give up to the devil. No, we don't have to. We don't have to. I got a mind of my own. You got one, you can think for yourself. We don't have to be desensitized to sin. Hey man, we don't have to uh, allow the devil to come in and tell us what we believe. We know what we believe. I'm not going to have somebody that's ungodly, somebody that's unchurched, some politician, some legislator, amen, some president tell me what I can and cannot do. I am a child of God. I got a mind to think for myself. 
I don't need nobody to tell me what to do. That book right there is everything I need and I'm not going to give in to the devil. You see, everything that we're sometimes regrettably willfully subjecting ourselves to with that little gadget you hold in your hand, you believe everything that it tells you. Why is it people will believe anything they read on the news or listen on the news? They'll believe that and then come to church and doubt what the preacher says. Read to you out of a King James Bible. Let me say, where's that at? Let me see if it's in there. Just because you don't know it's in there don't mean it ain't in there. Maybe you don't know it. Come on here now. Come on here now. But if this preacher preaches it to you, it's in there. It's in there. And so a lot of times, I see somehow or another we've, little by little, we've morphed and conformed and somehow or another allowed ourselves to be subjected to what is the mindset of the world. And we think, well, if that's what the majority is doing, that's what we got to do. No. 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 Not at all. We have to do what that book said. No matter who changes. No matter who lets up. No matter else who runs. Yeah. The majority all took off and fled. And so he left him standing there all by himself. It happened to me one time when I was pastoring. God come up to me and said, oh, preacher, I'm so sorry. He said, I hope I didn't do something to cause all this. I never forget, I looked at that guy and I said, well, since how you ask. I said, as a matter of fact, honestly, it wasn't what you did. It's what you didn't do. I said, you're the main man that could have stood up for me. You're the main man that could have said, Brother Shad is right. You're the man that, that stood a, could have stood right up there beside me and said, Yeah, that Bible does say that a woman's hair is given her for her glory, her long hair. It's in that Bible. It's in that Bible. You could have stood by me when I preached that, but you wouldn't stand. And you know why there's not a holiness church in Leeds, Alabama, where I used to pastor at Cedar Creek now? Because a bunch of wimps would not stand. A bunch of men had jellyfish backbone, and they let the women run the church, and they run the holiness preacher out of town, and there's not a holiness church there now, and it could have been different if somebody would have said it's time to take a stand and I'm just saying on a Wednesday night it's time we mark a spot and it's time we take a stand it's time we take a stand against homosexuality it's time we take a stand against adultery it's time we take a stand against lesbianism if we don't it's gonna come in and it's gonna take over but I'm wondering is there anybody gonna take a stand is there anybody going to draw the line and say, back it up no more? <laughs> Shama wound up there all by itself because everybody else ran. But the focal 
of this story is not about the majority. The focal is on the minority. Notice the resolve of the minority that was firm. He had a heritage that he revered. This had been given to him. And because he regarded it highly, and because he respected it greatly, and because it meant more to him than anything else, he said, I'm not running anymore. I think that we owe it. Do you reckon? I think we owe something to those that through their influence and through their life and their commitment got us to where we're at. Anybody understand what I'm saying? Uh, It's not always been as easy as it is. It's not always been as as easy to access as it is now, church, and the opportunities that we have, the liberties we have, and the things that we know, and and all of that. But somebody said, you know what? I, I think that this is right, and I think this is worth taking a stand for. I, I think that this is really what God wants for my family. I think that this is the right way. I I believe it's right. It may not be appreciated by others. It may not be regarded by others, but this is where I am. and, And if God helps me, here I stand. You see, eventually you're going to have to mark your own spot. Eventually, you're going to have to draw this line and say, I, 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 you know, I can't do no more than this. Anybody understand what I'm saying? I can't back up no more. I can't give in anymore. I look at these young men and I see such unmined promise. I see such latent potential. I see such unawakened ability that will come to fruition with years. And what we must do is we must continue to invest in them. And that's why Shammah wasn't going to give up because there was a heritage he revered, but there was a harvest that he was going to reap. And as I look at these young people, I have invested in their lives. I have poured myself into their lives. They look at Brother Sham. They look at Sister Kathy and they respect us and they have confidence in our character and in our conduct and I'm not about to let the devil run me off now. I'm going to draw the line and I'm going to plant my feet and make a stand because there's a harvest to reap after a while. You see, oftentimes we think, well, <coughs> this, this, this little spot, this area that I'm working in, it seems so small. You hadn't seen the harvest yet. Come on here now. You haven't seen the manifold fruit that is yet to be born. All it takes is one revival. 
And in one revival, every seat is full. Yeah. Just one revival. And we're thinking, where are we going to put them? Now, you may not be on board with me. That's all right. I can paddle this boat by myself if I have to. Amen. I know what God can do. And I'm just reminding you, if we'll keep fighting, and if we'll keep standing, we're going to have a harvest after a while. One revival turns this thing completely around. One revival. I remember a dear brother that I knew from back long years ago, long before my children ever discovered planet Earth. And he told me, he told of how that he pastored 12 people for over 10 years. He said, and of those 12, 10 was his own. He said it was a small work. And he said, I'll have to admit, Brother McDonald, he said, at times, it got hard. He said, but for 10 years we labored. For 10 years we plowed on. And we thought, wonder if we'll ever have that revival. And he said, Brother MacDonald, he said, revival come through. And he said, we went night after night after night. And he said, we went one week, two weeks, three weeks, four. We went into that fifth week when five weeks of revival was over the attendance of 12 was 120 over a hundred people came in during that one revival and there's a strong holiness church in that town to this day because a dear old man of God said ain't gonna run no more you didn't get it gotta preach it all over do I have to read the text too amen I just want to tell you ain't gonna run no more and then there's a heritage that we revere and there's a harvest we're gonna reap Anybody believe a move of God is worth fighting for? Anybody believe a revival is worth waiting on? Somebody ought to give God praise in the house. Do it, God. Notice the result that was miraculous that followed. Notice, and the Lord wrought a great victory. All Shamadun was stand his ground. His valiant defense, amen, of the ground. All he done was just stand. But it was God's victorious deliverance that gave them the victory. Now, here's where the rub is. Here's where it gets hard. When we think that it's us, And we begin to misjudge because the devil perches up on our shoulder and says, see there, you're doing something wrong. You're not right. If you were right, it wouldn't be that hard. And the devil convinces us that we're the fault. And so we begin to think it must be that we need to work harder. We got to try harder. We got to do. No, come here. I'll tell you a secret. This is what he told me. He said, it's not by might. And it's not by power. But it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me, let me lay it out there where we all can get it. God's got this. Amen. 
you trying to figure out how to do it. <laughs> and the devil's done said it. You're all wrong and it's all your fault and you're to blame. No, 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 no. God's got it. <laughs> if you'll just let him take care of it. I need to pray in church right now. Come on with me. Amen. God's got this. God's going to give you the victory. Amen. If you try in the flesh, you're going to fail. If you try in your own carnality, you're going to fall flat. But if you'll say, Lord, this is your fight. All I'm going to do is stand and watch you deliver. All I'm going to do is stand and watch you make a way. Is there anybody in the room that's decided I'm going to trust God? I'm going to trust God. I'm going to believe God. I'm not backing up any longer. I'm going to trust the Lord. Stand with me all over the house. That's enough. Your heads are bowed. Brother Chad, I'm going to take you up on your word. I'm going to believe it. Just like you said. And I've run for my last time. But on this Wednesday night, I'm going to mark me a spot. And I'm going to stand my ground. Because God has promised me a harvest. If that's where you're at, I want you to come right now and stand right up here. God bless you. 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 What a wonderful response. Hallelujah. Let's gather in. Never.